The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. The Chicago Bears got a win in yesterday's game with Tyson Bagent starting as the Chicago Bears quarterback. We're going to talk about some of the takeaways from the game. What are the players who stood out the most? And we're going to weigh in a little bit about the Tyson Bagent, Justin Fields, controversy, if you want to call it that, that's brewing up between some Bears fans, even though I think some people are missing some of the point. We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Shy Bears Central on every single social media platform that we have and that there is. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So, with that said, uh, so the Chicago Bears, they won their Week 7 matchup in a way. They won 30-12 to against the Las Vegas Raiders, and that running game was legit. And so, in first takeaways and talking about takeaways from the game is that the Bears need to rely heavily on the rushing game going forward, especially as they get more running backs back healthy. We know Khalil Herbert was placed on the injury reserve list, but when you look at the way that Deontay Foreman and Darrington Evans were used last week, you can see that. Similar thing being used between any of the running backs that are on the Chicago Bears roster, right, to even a higher degree. When you get Khalil Herbert back, even if you keep Deontay Foreman uh, as the backup or you push Roshan Johnson back into that running back too, whatever it is, that we need to rely heavily on the running game because while our offensive line struggles defending the pass consistently, one thing that we have been solid at even at our weakest is being a solid run protection team. And so, the, the run blocking that we have is solid, and we need to double down on that. Yes, we wanted to come into this season using more of DJ Moore, using more of Darnell Mooney, getting the ball to Cole Komet, using the arm of Justin Fields, and being a more well-balanced team. But I tell you what, until teams learn to adjust, we need to become more run-heavy as a team, and that, that just seems to be a strength now. You're going to have varying de- degrees of success against that, with that against uh, depending on what the team's strength. I think next week, I believe, uh, against the uh, the um, the Chargers, that's going to be something you really have to look at to tighten up. But at the end of the day, you, the, it, it's showing and proving that you got to rely on that running game because we got some studs in that running back room. Keep in mind, like when you look at Deontay Foreman as somebody who was healthy scratches leading up until we had all the injuries, Deontay Foreman coming in with three touchdowns, one of it uh, being in the passing game, two on the ground. Deontay Foreman showed, and you know we've been saying consistently here at Chicago Bears Central that do not allow the fact that Deontay Foreman was a healthy scratch to make you think he's he's not somebody who's usable. He still has tons of talent and is still fairly young in this league, so you absolutely have to look towards him as well. Other, otherwise, other definitely takeaways, the secondary is starting to come together. Highlighted by, of course, Jalen Johnson getting the two interceptions, one of that being a, a pick six. He came into this having one interception over his four-year career so far. But Jalen Johnson, I think some people forget, is 24 years old. He's only a year to a year and a half older than Kyler Gordon and Tyreek Stevenson. And that is something as well. 
you know, he talked about it. We'll get into those comments a little bit after the game that he made about, you know, his contract situation and things like that. But, you know, hearing the, the trade rumors around Jalen Johnson, hearing that the Bears were listening to offers, and I get it. You have Tyreek Stevenson, you have Kyler Gordon, you have Terrell Smith, all very young, one to second year, well, yeah, one to second year players that uh, you, you're very high on. But if you can keep the secondary together and let them develop over time together, you don't know what the, the sky is the limit for this young cornerback core when you throw in this overall the secondary with Jaquan Brisker as well yes we know Eddie Jackson is approaching 30 and you know you may want to listen to offers when it comes to him but overall I really think we got to double down on the youth movement that we have here in this cornerback group and allow them to develop together they didn't have huge tons of opportunity for continuity since the season started because we've had you know up and down uh, you know players being in and out of the rotation injuries things like that but you cannot overlook how well uh, they're starting to play together in that secondary, especially as going to more man coverage at times. We played more man in this game uh, that we've that we've seen a lot over the course of the season. We've been very zone uh, heavy. This is a, a cornerback core that I think can really thrive in more man to man coverage. And because of that, listen, I would love to see um, them use a little bit more Tremaine Edmonds as well. Listen, has has had his two best games back to back as a starter for the Chicago Bears. And so he's really putting something together. Eight uh, tackles yesterday, two pass breakups, one interception. Listen, Tremaine Edmonds is starting to come around. And, you know, again, I I, I struggle to kind of – I know we have talent on this team, and that is also one of the best takeaways is that we have talent. I don't think we've always put them in the best situation or used the proper system towards the talent that we have, but let, let's make no mistake about it. The Chicago Bears team has talent on it, absolutely. And as, you know, we we see more kind of the issues with coaching on this team, I think with the right, you know, uh, coordinator to come in here, uh, head coach, whatever happens with, with the coaching staff at the end of the season, we may see this most of this same core perform much better. And so we're definitely getting so much better in Tremaine Edmonds having an extremely solid game yesterday as well. And then also you got to look at the, the play from Darren and Evans. I know I talked a lot about Deontay Foreman, rightfully so, but listen, we – uh, when you look at the way that we were able to control the ball, the time of possession, almost 10 minutes more time of possession than what the Las Vegas Raiders had against us, right? Getting touchdowns, um, first downs, I should say. We got touchdowns, too. Shout out to us on that one. Like, all of those things, Darrington Evans also absolutely has to be a player that is that is mentioned as one of the of the standouts in this. And then, of course, Tyson Bajan. Um, the way that he was able to manage the game, the way that he didn't force it, the way that he was quickly, that he made his de uh, decisions decisively and quickly, was able to help the offense keep bouncing and things like that, taking that long drive that we had as well, just the way that he managed that. Him and, and I got to give credit to Luke Getze as well, the way that they managed that time. We came out into the third quarter and we ate up almost 10 minutes off the clock while we had the lead on one possession. That is not something to overlook, right? That is how you manage a game. That's how you maintain a lead. That is how you demoralize a defense. And so Tyson Bajan was a big part of that. Is he better than Justin Fields? No. And I'm not going to say that. And I know a lot of Bears fans are trying to make that movement. But listen, Tyson Bajan came in. And one of the things that he is better than Justin Fields at is he makes his decision. Now, I want to see how defenses adjust to that because Tyson Bajan kind of zero ends on who he's going to go to early in the play. And you can kind of see him watch that one player and wait till they become open. And I wonder how defense are going to kind of counterbalance that uh, with more tape on Tyson Bajan. But listen, Tyson, and, and I hate that it's, got, it's starting to get to the point now where if you praise Tyson Bajan for anything, people take it as a slight to Justin Fields. And that's not what I mean by this, right? 
I just mean that in Tyson Bajan, in the way what he was asked to do, in the way that he ran the offense, it was absolutely a positive for the Chicago Bears yesterday. We can talk about negatives. There are some in that as well. But the way that he went to check downs, the way he didn't try to force it. Yes, we didn't really go towards the middle. We didn't go downfield overall too much in that. But in what he was asked to do, and that was to be a game manager, Tyson Bajan came in and did that. And then even extending plays, right? Using his leg in certain legs in certain situations. While he's not like the explosive athlete that Justin Fields is at all, he was able to really extend plays, get key first downs when we needed it. Things like that. And so you saw exactly why Tyson Bajan passed up P.J. Walker on the depth chart this offseason, why he outplayed him uh, in the preseason, I should say, right? And Bajan, 21 uh, completions on 29 passes, 162 yards, right? One touchdown, no interceptions. He was sacked once. So, you know, solid in that. Also went to the ground three times for 24 yards, had the longest run of 12 yards for himself. Listen, Tyson Bajan played a solid game again for what he was asked to do. We're not even getting into comparisons between him and Justin Fields. Not yet. That's not something I'm going to do. You guys can agree with it or disagree agree with it, but we'll see how it continues to manage and see if this offense starts putting more on him and trusting him a little bit more because I do think that with his play, he has earned trust for Luke Getze to maybe open that playbook up a little bit more if Justin Fields makes another week. And just those things were just all positives that you can take away from this game. And uh, I listen, I can't knock anything of it that we just talked about and listen to here as positives because they came out and they did their damn thing. And I, I for one, personally, love to see that the way that the Bears got this victory, the way that it wasn't something that came down the last minute. The Bears played a good football game throughout. The offense and defense played both solid games, and we were able to get the win. Now, as far as some of the negatives in this, Larry Bourne, I'm sorry, I, I came into the season really hopeful for Larry Bourne to show some things. But listen, between the holding penalties that Larry Bourne had, uh, that, that one, I, I believe, took away a big run that we had, um, you, you, Larry Borm has some issues, right? And so, of course, hoping Braxton Jones can come back sooner rather than later. But uh, you got you can't ignore the play from from Larry Borm. It was it was bad at times. It was bad at times. And Matt Eberflus still made some some bad decisions with clock management. While we were able to help to bring off a lot of time in that game at uh in that third quarter drive, listen, it was it was why did we burn out so many timeouts? Right? Why? 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 Right? Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. We also missed some opportunities for points to end that first half. So those are the kind of things that kind of stood out bad. But overall, it was way more good than bad in this game. Um, you know, it is what it is. And it, we, we, we can hopefully we're going to continue to see this team take a step in the right, di- the right direction and continue to grow. Because, listen, this was a fun game to watch for Bears fans. Um, and we're the biggest winners in all of this, right? And talking about it, we were the biggest Bears fans were the biggest winners in all of this because listen, we deserved it. And the Bears fans that were in, lucky enough to be in attendance at Soldier Field to see that victory yesterday, you all, we deserved it. You guys deserved it, and I'm glad that you got to see that, take part in that. And listen, let's hope that we can continue to go. Now, with that said, we also got to talk about comments from Jalen Johnson who after the game, uh, you know, was asked about, you know, his performance and if he was trying to send a message with that. And he said this, I've been waiting to get to the table. I know who I am. I know I can play this game at a high level. And I feel like I deserve to get paid like that. Big words from Jalen Johnson, you know, and like I said, I don't think that we've always put Jalen Johnson in the best position for him. Right. Um, And I don't think we necessarily run the system that is best suited towards his skills either. I think in a more and we're seeing that in a more man heavy system, man covered system. Um, I think we'd see the best out of Jalen Johnson. And so 
I, I, I would understand if the Bears do go to the table and look to move Jalen Johnson. Like I said, you got some young cornerbacks coming in. If you don't want to pay him for because of where the Bears are right now, I understand that. But I also think that there is absolute conversation to be made for the sense that Jalen Johnson is young, he can fit your timeline, and he can still has room for development. And if you bring on a much better defensive coordinator than what we've had running the Chicago Bears the last little bit, right, that you can see maybe even more drastic step-ups in Jalen Johnson's game. 24 years old is Jalen Johnson. Let's be clear here. That's not even – he is he hasn't even quite reached what should be his peak yet. So at the end of the day, I think this – I think that Jalen Johnson – um, when he goes to the negotiating table, if he keeps having performances like this, it could get costly for the Chicago Bears. But I think that that cost may end up being worth it when it's all said and done. And so, you know, we'll end up seeing. Now, one thing that we also have to talk about is the brewing, I guess, quarterback controversy, if you want to call it that. And I said it coming into this game. This game was going to do something for either side of the Justin Fields argument. For the people who are against Justin, it's going to either strengthen that, depending on the performance of Tyson Bajan. For the people that are for Justin, it's either going to strengthen or weaken their, their argument based off the play of, of Tyson Bajan. And the way that I look at it, for me personally, and trying to be somebody that's even kill, is that I got to call it. It was down the middle. It wasn't Tyson Bajan wasn't asked to do the same type of things that they were asked, that Justin Fields is asked to do. It was not the same system. It just wasn't. And for people that try to act and talk about it as if this was the same exact thing and Tyson Bajan just took more of the of the same situations that Justin Fields put in, I'm sorry, it wasn't. Now, one could say, all right, well, how would Justin fare in a system like this? Does he make decisions as quick as Tyson Bajan? And one thing that I've said is no, he doesn't, right? He does not make plays as quick as Tyson Bajan. He doesn't want the decisions as quick as Tyson Bajan. Justin Fields just talked about it himself. He overthinks it while he's out there. And so as we're having this discussion of the Tyson Bajan versus Justin Fields argument and who outweighs more and what's going to happen there, this and that, Let's let's let it go to a natural conclusion, right? We'll end up seeing what happens. Tyson Bajan is probably going to get another start. Um, Matt Eberflus, to his credit, has already said there is not a there is not a QB controversy here. Justin is our starting quarterback. Tyson's the backup. That is what Matt Eberflus has has emphasized. That is what he has continued to say, and he has not wavered from that. And I think that that is also where the, the Chicago Bears at a, or as an organization are at right now. So. We'll see what it comes to. Like, could it turn into more? I know people are asking, is Tyson Bajan our Brock Purdy? We haven't seen nearly enough to be able to say that. But what I will say is that what Tyson Bajan was asked to do as a quarterback stepping in as an undrafted rookie, he excelled at. There's not, and again, like I said, you can you can praise Tyson Bajan without knocking down Justin Fields. And that's what I'm going to use this platform for because I don't want to knock Tyson. I don't want to do that. I don't feel like I have to knock Justin to talk about the things that Tyson Bajan did well. Now, in next week's game, going into it, especially against the Chargers, if Tyson Bajan does get the start, I, I have no doubts that he's going to be asked to do a little bit more. And as that grows, and if Tyson grows with that, could that contra QB controversy that I say isn't one right now turn into one? There's absolutely a potential of that. And if it gets to that point, we'll have to honestly review it and hold those, those, those conversations. But as of right now, Tyson Bajan has not shown that he's a better overall quarterback. Well, it depends on how you look at quarterback. I know some people are going to try to break down those words and say, well, for what the quarterback's able to do, right, is a pocket quarterback. And you can have those conversations. The quarterback position is evolving overall. Um, but we'll see. Like I said, I'm not knocking Tyson Bajan. I'm not saying that maybe something could turn into there. But right now, I'm not willing to say that. Much to the dismay, I'm sure, of some Chicago Bears fans, 
But you guys, as always, can let me know what you think on everything down below. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys are following the show at Shy Bear Central. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearcentral.gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like we liked in every episode on, Shy Town up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.